0: one controller Report podcast episode 98 i'm benjamin yoder here to talk to you about video games i am back from being in georgia (laughs) um um, i was like oh great because last week i had the castlevania episode that i recorded ahead of time and then like Probably two or three days into the week I had recorded it, uh, Castlevania Collect Anniversary Collection got announced as a uh, official thing, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess that that video or that uh, podcast is going to go up as is still. But I didn't talk about the Anniversary Collection that much. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it at the moment, other than just um, I think it's really cool they're putting one of the Game Boy games on there right now. That's that's a the, the Game Boy Castlevania games are ones that I've always wanted to check out. Um, so we'll see. I, I I have the tools I need to play Game Boy Castlevania games on a modern TV. So I'm not, that's kind of the, the funny thing is like now that I have a Frame meister and things like that, like things like the PlayStation Classic and things like that aren't, aren't, aren't super like necessary for me. Um, so it makes a lot more sense when it's like a platform like the Super Nintendo or I actually don't have a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis because I do not have a Sega Genesis either. One day I'll figure, uh, I don't know. I feel like those platforms are so mined of content and everything's so expensive that I, I really wonder how much value it would be me getting a Super Nintendo and, like, trying to figure stuff out. Not trying to figure stuff out, but, like, you know, sit there and try to, you know, I like playing games I haven't really heard of that much, but I feel like the 16-bit era has been mined pretty, pretty heavily already, and, and I don't know, we'll see. Maybe it's just I'm not looking at those libraries because I don't have those platforms, so... One day, I'll get a Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, or a TurboGrafx-16, or some way to play them. <laughs> but uh, right now, I just pretty much stick to virtual console releases and uh, 16-bit releases. Or uh, not 16, but like um, uh, those little mini consoles when, when it feels when it feels good to get those. Yeah. So yeah, that Castlevania Collection, we'll see. I might I might go ahead and pick it up anyways, just because, um, you know, video games. I like video games. There's some games on there I, I still need, I think. I'll have to look at the list again. I think only four of them have been announced, and there's like a four, four empty slots on that. But yeah, uh, while I was in Georgia, I actually did a lot of video game related stuff. I was actually picking up my, uh, so I was moving some stuff. And I also, when I was out there, picked up some of my video games that have been out there for a while. So I brought back maybe 50 to 60 games um, with me. I have a lot more than that out there, but uh, I have my sister shipping that stuff to me. So um, I, I brought those here. Uh, I cleaned them up a little bit because my uh, mom's house isn't exactly the cleanest. Um, and so they, they got a little grungy, unfortunately. But uh, I cleaned them up as best I could. Uh uh, and then put them, put them on my shelves. So yeah, I'm feeling good having that stuff back. I'll, um, I'll, I'll review what I, what I've gotten back and maybe we can do some more quick play stream stuff. Cause I, I do really miss the quick play stream feature, but it just got to the point where most of the stuff I had with me, I hadn't really played that much. So I, I kind of was running out of stuff I could easily just talk about. Um, so so yeah, but uh, while I was out in Georgia, one thing that I have always wanted to do, it's been like three years since I went back, um, and uh, right before I moved out here to Vegas, um, uh, they opened up a round one, or right after I moved out here to Vegas, rather, they opened up a round one out there, which is, if you don't know, that's like a Japanese arcade, um, and uh or not a Japanese arcade, but it's it's an arcade run by a Japanese company. And so like you go out there and there's like a lot of ticket games and stuff like, or not ticket games, like crane games and things like that. Uh, And then you have some of the more standard, like Raw Thrills. If you don't know, Raw Thrills is like a very prominent arcade developer in the West right now. They make a lot of, a lot of our like more modern arcade machines you see these days but there's a lot of that stuff the same kind of stuff you see at like Dave and Buster's but they also have like a section that's like kind of more dedicated to more Japanese platforms so you have like uh, a lot of rhythm games like Groove Coaster, Sound SoundVoltex, uh, I played a uh, Crossbeat Rev Sunshine which was pretty fun uh, which is basically like a touchscreen based uh, rhythm game I tried a little bit of Groove Coaster. Um, I I enjoyed that too, but I didn't play it on a hard enough difficulty to really get a lot of uniqueness out of it. Because there's like basically with Groove Coaster, you have like these two little nubs that you sit there and like you can move them around and there's buttons on top. But if you're playing on the easier difficulties, you're pretty much just pressing those buttons. Um, There was a couple where I had to like move the little nub around, but I I just didn't spend a lot of time with it, unfortunately. Um, And then I tried DJ Max and oh man, I am awful at DJ Max. There are too many buttons. (laughs) For me to take to uh, to track at the moment, I have a hard time with popping music sometimes too. So so it's not too uh, too surprising that I got a got a, all mixed up. But the main reason I uh, I wanted to go um, was I was a I wanted to play I want to play some of the more like arena fighter kind of stuff they have. So games that are more in the style of like Gundam verses and things like that. So um there's this one game they had there called Magicians Dead. Um, which I, I don't remember if I've talked about on this podcast before it was, I I took notice of it a handful of years ago, at least, or some time ago. And, uh, it basically is like a, um, (laughs) it's basically like a arena fighter that uses a camera that's embedded in the bottom of the, um, uh, or embedded on the, it's so like the top panel of the arcade machine, and then also you have like a Wii remote nunchuck in your hand. So use the Wii remote nunchuck to kind of like move your character around. And you have like two buttons on there, and then there's like a camera that you like put your hand out and use it almost like a Kinect to sit there and like shoot things and do hand motions. Um, so I played a bit, of, a little bit of that, and that was that was pretty cool. Um, it's. Uh, I, I wonder if my hand would get tired playing it a lot. (laughs) There were some, some interesting like modes where it was like, Hey, do you want to like pay enough to play for a full hour? And it's like, Oh man, full hour of this. I don't know. But I, I went through the training and did, did like a mission or so and uh and i i enjoyed it it's uh basically there's like three standard hand motions for each character there's one that's more like a projectile shot um the other one which is like a grab where you pick up items in the environment and throw it at people uh you basically like pick it up and then let go of your hand and it'll shoot it at the person and then you have uh, a skill that is a bit more i think like um I guess it's more like a a cone in front of you. So like I, the, the base guy they put you in training with has like a flamethrower in his hand. So you can shoot fireballs by doing the shoot, the shoot motion. The, you can grab stuff and throw it at people by doing the grab motion. And then you can uh, kind of sit there and like just have a flame that shoots out of your hand. And each, each motion has like a limited, or each, uh, each aspect has like a limited amount of ammo before it has to recharge. So you kind of want to try to mix stuff up. And then there's like a button for melee. I wish the button for melee was on the nunchuck. Um, it just didn't feel comfortable switching between doing hand motions and doing hitting the button for melee. Um, maybe that would have been too much, but um, I don't know. I, I just I just wish there was like an easier way to do the melee attacks. But there's a ton of characters in that game. Um, and, and, but I had good fun with it, I guess. I guess I don't really have any more to say than that. It's it's hard because like with arcades, you can't really, especially if you're like first exploring an arcade and you're not like familiar what's in there. You kind of want to go around and like explore what's in there, play a bunch of different games. You're not really going there for one thing. Um, you know, if I lived in Georgia still, I, I would probably go back and play a lot more Magicians Dead if I could. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then, uh, they had Gunslinger Stratos 3, so I played a bit of that, um, I wasn't super big into that, Gunslinger, Gunslinger Stratos is, um, something I, hmm, I don't know if I would say I was interested in Gunslinger Stratos, but I've been very aware of it, and, um... (sighs) It's a bit of a a busy game. I, it's something I should like. Basically, you have these two, these two guns that you hold. And one has like an analog stick on it so you can move around. And then you uh, can use those two guns kind of like a Wii remote and point and shoot at things. Um, and so you can use each gun individually and point and shoot at different places. And then you, uh, you can... The, the interesting thing about it is you can switch weapons by locking the guns together so there's like these little um clips on the guns i guess you'd call it uh one on each side of each gun and then one on the top of each gun and you can slide those clips into each other which then will switch your weapon to a different weapon in the game so uh it's it's a little cumbersome but i think towards the end i was getting i was getting the hang of it you just got to kind of you know know what motion you're going to be doing and know where those clips are going to be and once you have that down i think it's probably fine Um, and it's also in the, like the whole arena fighter kind of thing, but it's all very, uh, uh, you know, shooting focused versus melee focused. Although I think there may have been melee attacks. I was, there's a couple things that I wasn't really sure it was going on, uh, with that game. I I wish I spent a little bit more time with it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, I I would say it was probably less interesting than Magician's Dead, but it probably is more, um, I think Gunslinger Stratos is a very popular series in Japan at least. So I think it, it may have more of a, I don't know if you call it depth, but you know, more of a following behind it. I think Magician's Dead is just kind of, <laughs> kind of a weird thing. I'm really, got, really glad got, got I played it. I was really hoping they would have a School of Ragnarok, which maybe it's, it's too late with School of Ragnarok. I'm not sure. Um, if you don't know what School of Ragnarok is, it's basically like a, um, it's kind of like an arena fighter, but it's more, it's more of like a more standard fire with one on it's, it's kind of one-on-one. So it's like, you, you have these two characters that fight each other and then you have like a summon that's with you that kind of goes around. And I think you can basically tell the summon to go to like different corners of the map to, I believe it's been a while since I've looked at School of Ryan Rock. I believe you're claiming territory and then the uh, summons can also like cast magic spells and stuff. So, so you as a player, you're running around like meleeing the other player and then you have your summon kind of going off and doing other things in the back and I think you can also like attack the summon and stuff. So it's it's really about like managing both characters, I think, and, and you know claiming as much territory as you can. But again, it's been a few years since I've looked at School of Ragnarok, and I I know the round one up, and I think is Seattle had it at one point. Um, but I have no idea if, if that game is around anymore these days or if it's just been you know thrown to the side. <laughs> so so yeah, one day we'll see. Um, I'm I'm really hoping. Uh, so they're actually. I was gonna say this at the end, but I guess I'll just say it now. Uh, I was looking on the Round One's website, and they're actually opening a Las Vegas center here uh, this year. So I'm really looking forward to that because I, I do want to see what they end up bringing here. And I, I would like to, I would like to have a a day where I'm just like I'm just gonna go play some some Magicians Dead and really get into it, you know? Because <laughs> I think that's the problem with like a lot of arcade games for me is like I just don't go enough usually to like really like get invested in one especially like those bigger longer games um so i think but i think most arcade games are typically more of like you know short-term amusement kind of thing where 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 something like a gunslinger stratos and a magician's dead has a very has a it has a learning curve and it's going to take time and, and to really appreciate the game i think you need to play you know Potentially multiple hours, I would say. Probably, likely multiple hours to really get what you want out of it. But we don't really have that kind of arcade game here in America. Like, like all of raw thrill stuff. You know, it's it's very it's very immediate satisfaction. Where something like *Magician's Dead* or *Gunslinger Stratos* is probably going to be mostly confusion the first time you play it. Or maybe not confusion, but like. It's not it's not easy to just jump into and have fun with magicians dead. you got you gotta learn the game and 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 it's interesting that kind of like that kind of balance where it's like, yes, they need to get you to put your money in the first time, but also they want you to keep spending your money to keep playing the game. So so yeah, they also had a too spicy cabinet there, which um, when I was a kid, I thought too spicy was pretty rad. It's basically a cover shooter where you can go left and right. Um, And depending on where you're taking cover, you can see the other. So it's like, I guess it's a dueling shooter, really, where it's like two players are on each side of an arena and you basically go left and right and take cover in different spots. Um, but depending on where you're taking cover, you, you can see the other players. So like if I'm on the far left side of the screen and the person's also on the far left side of the screen, we can see each other and shoot each other. But if we're like across from each other, we can't see each other, but there's other like explosive barrels in the environment where you can shoot that instead if they're like hiding behind cover or, or things like that. And uh, I played that with my friend and... Maybe not as good as I remember it being. <laughs> the movement is really weird. You have these two pedals on the ground and you had to like push the pedals in. I think if you double tap you roll, but it just isn't very, uh, isn't very intuitive to do it to it, maybe if I spent more time just like more relaxing, you know, kind of getting through it rather than like going jump it straight into like playing with another person and like trying to beat them kind of thing. Maybe I spent more time trying to learn the game that would have been, would have been better. So, (laughs) so yeah, those, those are kind of the big ones. I, I, I really noted, like, I really think if you're, if you have a round one in your area, the big thing are the rhythm games. And then, you know, those, those more, uh, (laughs) really arena fighter kind of, um, you uh, arcade games kind of thing um but there are stuff like they you know that that you know famous japanese upending the tea table uh uh machine was there it wasn't working but they had one so it's like that stuff is definitely there more the more fringe stuff but uh i think rhythm games and those like arena fighters are really the the big ones so so yeah, I'm really hoping that they have a decent lineup of stuff when they come out here to Vegas. I really hope they have the school or School of Ragnarok. I would would love to play School of Ragnarok some days. Also, I would really love to play a uh, Doll. I know that will never happen. I really want it to happen, but it's not gonna happen. Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> or like something, some of, what, like Aikatsu or something like that. I'd be into that too. Otoko Doll is really the one I want. Um, but I would be okay with Aikatsu. Putipata. I There's a Switch version of that game. I really should pick that up and ch- take a look at it someday. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Oh, they also had some candy cabs and stuff there. That was a uh, that was neat. So, so there's some, just some fighting games on there. Uh, the Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, which I've never played the arcade version of Tatsunoko versus Capcom. I was surprised how small the character roster was. I played the original Cross-Generation Heroes uh, Wii version that only came out in Japan. So so that I know that version added characters, but I wasn't aware of how many. And then, you know, the U.S. version also added more characters on, on top of that. I have both versions now. I have the Japanese version, Cross-Generation Heroes, and I forget what the U.S. version called ultimate something i think but uh i have both of those now i i should really put some time into that that us version at some point and really learn that game again i really like tasanoga versus capcom aesthetically and how it plays um it's a neat game i also played nitro plus blasters which i was playing because sonico is in it and I, I wouldn't say i like sonico but i i was just like i guess i'm gonna play this sonico game because that's weird i don't know not really weird i don't know I just, it just kind of happened, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but Homura from Center Kagura is in there. So I ended up playing as Homura instead. So I was, uh, pretty excited about that. I like Homura a lot. She's a fun character in Center Kagura, at least in Peach Beach Splash. I, I haven't played any other Center Kagura games. Also, this is, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I think I've kind of said what I've said about like, you know, Sony, you know, changing their guidelines and getting a lot of games, getting censored and stuff. But, uh, I think it's the producer on the Center Kagura series, uh, uh, left Marvelous because of all the issues he's running into. So that's disappointing to see. Like, it's disappointing. It's not disappointing that he left, but I guess disappointing that he, he had to leave because of that reason. I do think to some extent, though, you know, he's just going down the typical Japanese developer route where he just kind of goes off and does his thing. I don't know. I think he's working for Psy Games. I, I had to look. I can't remember if he's, he's like, being an independent cro- contractor at this point or if he's actually going to Psy Games to be, like, working there. I'll have to double check. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, that's a little sad. I really hope that there there ends up being a place that, you know, you can get both your physical copy of Senator Gura and then also not have to worry about it being censored and also not having to worry about the technical limitations of something like the Switch. It's all over the place right now. I I really hope it cleans up soon. Like, Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else in terms of the arcade, but I think that's kind of it for round one. Um, also, I, I I might talk about it later, but I got the um, my uh, dad went to a digital signage expo, and apparently an arcade expo was going on at the same time, and he brought me like their itinerary and like all their like big books about the state of the industry in March. It's really fascinating. I might flip through it and talk about it at a later time, but um, but yeah, it's it's neat. Um, but yeah, while I was in while I was in Georgia, um, or really on the flight, I tried to um play some games. On the flight out there, I tried to play Smash Brothers and, um, I'm trying to remember what else, uh, Smash Brothers and something else, but it, I really wasn't, it wasn't really grabbing me. And so I decided to just kind of chill and play like some fancy Star Zero on the flight down. So I just did that instead. Um, but then when, on the flight back, I decided to buy something because I really wasn't feeling anything at the time still. So I picked up a uh, Kirby's Blowout Blast and, um, I enjoyed that. If you don't know Kirby Blowout, Kirby's Blow Up Blast is for the 3DS, it's like an eight dollar download, but it's actually part of the, or it's actually like I um, I don't know if you'd call it really. I guess it's a 3D game. So you, so you walk around in, in 3D. It's not really like behind the back. It's more of like a top down isometric view. Um, but it's, it's pretty neat because you basically just like suck in a bunch of enemies at once and then, um, and then shoot them out and then try to like combo against other characters. I think we'll talk about it at a, at a later time. I'll figure out a different way to talk about it. I think. Um, or maybe we'll talk about it next week on the podcast, depending on what's going on. But I really enjoyed that. It was short, though. it's like an hour long for an $8 game, which was pretty pricey. I, I pretty much went through it 100% of the game. It still was like two, three hours, maybe. So so yeah. And then I also picked up Mighty Gunvolt Burst that I played on the plane. <clears throat> I have a lot of expectations of Inti Creates, especially after Gunvolt, Mighty Number no. 9, and, uh, and uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Um, one Inti Creates game I haven't been a huge fan of was Mighty Gunvolt. I think the original Mighty Gunvolt is fine. Um, and it's kind of what I expected out of, uh, Bloodstained Curse and Mover originally, where it's just kind of like, it's kind of a neat, like novelty piece that kind of is like a, an extension of the Mighty Number no. 9 stuff. And then, you know, also had Gunvolt in it. Um, so, so this is like a... New release in that series, and I was, and there's definitely a lot here. So like the original Mighty Mighty Gunvolt is just like this little tiny silly thing. Um, there's not a lot going on in it, and it's, it's pretty easy. You can just kind of walk, you can kind of go through it pretty quick, and then um, and there's not a lot to it. There's like a, an interesting skill for each character and things like that. So I was hoping with Mighty Gunvolt there'd be I was hoping Money what would be, like, the one for me that's like, oh, this is a cool, really cool idea or something like that. And there is some neat stuff in terms of, like, there's, like, a gun customization system for, like, customizing your your weapons in, in that game. But I think it's maybe... I don't know if too complicated is the word, but it's, it's maybe too many options. And I think it doesn't ever really... Give you an idea of what you should be doing to effectively make weapons, and I think one of the biggest limitations is that there's actually a feature in the game that's kind of I would assume inspired by Mighty Number no. Nine, where in Mighty Number no. Nine you like you have to dash through an enemy to kill them, uh but in Mighty Gunvolt Burst you you can shoot them until they die like a traditional Mega Man game, but they also like you can get a bonus for having them explode beside you, so you want to get in close and kill them and get a bonus, uh like a chain, and as far as I know that's like more of a point thing, but I'd, I'd have to double check, um. And I really don't feel like the gun customization matters that much. And I feel like the part where you blow up enemies and get close to them, it doesn't work itself into the flow of the game very well. It seems like a game that had... It seems like they they made this Mega Man-style game and didn't think about how these new features would really fit in. They just had some cool ideas, but they didn't really meld it together which i think what what i like so much about any creates games is like their characters feel like like a like when they when they build a character in their games um they they really feel complete i don't know how the best way to put it like they they really feel like the best implementation you can have of that character for those part like in terms of how they move how they attack they all work together so well like no part of their move set feels weird in the case of Mighty Number no. Nine, you can do that weird downward dash, and you just kill yourself all the time, on accident. Not all the time. I maybe mean, do it like once per run, but it's a silly downward dash thing. Don't ever do it. Don't ever press trigger and down. It's a bad idea. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it just feels like the. It feels like the the flow of the game really wasn't the primary focus here. They just had like, oh, we have a couple of neat ideas. Also, let's pull in this thing from Mighty no- or for Mighty Number no. Nine and try to work it into like a more traditional 8-bit Man style game. And it just doesn't feel like it works. Um, you know, I'm still messing with it, and and I might do some research on the gun customization stuff just to see what other people have made. Because I feel like when I'm trying to make my own guns, I'm not really, I'm not really finding good combinations of anything. And because everything is like, oh, you want to blow it up when it's right in front of you, I feel like I just basically do spread shot and then hope for the best. Um, and sometimes a lot of the bosses, I basically just do spread shot and hope for the best as well. Like uh, I tried changing the element of my guns, and I really can't notice a difference in damage. So I might be missing something. I would think for for the elements of the gun, you would want to change that, and that would be like correspond to each robot ma- or sorry, mighty number. Um, and so they'd have like a weakness or something. But when I switch between stuff, it doesn't seem like they have any real weakness that I can I can figure out. And because because the gun comp- or gun uh, customization is a bit complicated, it's not particularly easy to just kind of like switch around and figure out what an enemy's weakness is because. There's so many options. It's not like you're just like pressing start and then switching to another weapon. It's just a long period of customizing this gun, putting it together, and then, you know, you've made this gun and it just doesn't work how you want it to or it just doesn't do the damage you're expecting and it just feels like kind of a waste of time. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed in, in that so far, but I, I still got to put more time into it. I know that game has a lot of characters. I was playing as Beck um, and as far as I can tell, Beck doesn't really have anything unique about him in this game. And the original Mighty uh, Gunvolt... Um, they actually gave Beck a dash and the dash was actually pretty bad, but, uh, but it was his unique thing in this game. I don't think he has that dash. I think maybe what his, what's unique about him is he has, I think he has more customization of gun types, but yeah, I don't know. We'll put some time into it. I think we'll do a quick play stream of that game eventually once I figure out what I'm doing with it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at it. I also picked up weapon shop Deomase, but, uh, I haven't played it yet. I just always wanted it. And, you know, I was just picking up some stuff, hoping it would, uh, you know, be be interesting. While I was trying while I was buying stuff that I was or I was going through the Switch store and the 3DS store, I felt found that Sayuki, um, which in America I think is called Heavenly Guardian. Um uh is coming out or it's coming out on Switch and PS4. Um if you don't know what that is, that's a it's a uh I guess you just call it like a spiritual success spiritual successor to pocky and rocky it was originally going to be a pocky and rocky game but it sounds like that the ip rights going to be figured out so they made it a different game um and they put it out on the ps2 and the wii so they're putting out on a uh ps4 and switch and i think pc as well so i'm actually really excited about that because i've been wanting to look at that game for a while but i i really haven't sat down and tried to find a copy yet so i i'll look into it i always want to get physical if i can but you know, being able to play on a modern console, that's always, like, a a valuable thing as well. I mean, I haven't looked to see. Maybe there's a physical coming out for PS4 or Switch, but I don't think so yet. Um, I I have my doubts it would, but I know Heavenly Guardian was in, like, a a lot of bargain bins for the Wii for a good long time, and the box art was just... I don't know. The box art was fine. It was... It didn't really, you know, describe what the game was. Basically, it was just a bunch of monsters on a box, and it was just kind of like, huh, interesting. It was, like, in the bargain bin, so you didn't really think too much about it, but, um... But uh, yeah, it's it's cute. Uh, I'll I'll link some uh, some gameplay in in the uh, what's it called for this. Um, uh, it's it's been kind of there's actually a lot of like news I want to talk about, but it's it's not really like super deep stuff. So uh, I've talked about the Hero thing. Um, if you don't know uh, the Snack World series, which is part of the uh, uh, like Level Five s- successor to Yokai Watch, I guess not really a successor. It's like it's supposed to be their their, their Toys to Life brand is what it is, um, which you know Toys of Toys to Life is kind of dead. Um, but the the 3DS and Switch version came out in Japan a while ago. But it sounds like a, a company um, called Three Beep is actually working on the uh, the localization for that now. So I'm really curious to see what uh, what happens with that um i'll be curious to see if it comes out i would assume at this point we'd only do the switch version but maybe they're also aiming for a 3ds audience so maybe they'll also bring the 3ds version over but i'm I'm interested in seeing if that comes out i was going to import it at one time but uh i think i'll i will wait to see what happens um i think i also maybe have more of a desire to check out the yokai watch series at this point than snack world and then uh one other thing which is actually kind of (laughs) i don't i it's i have this this like i like rodeo the sky soldier a lot and and i like I like probe a lot, which is, uh, if you don't know, it's Yuji Naka's company, you know, dude who, who's most famous for Sonic the Hedgehog, um, I'm, I like Sonic the Hedgehog, but I don't really have, like, a huge affection for it, I like playing Sonic the Hedgehog games, though, um, but I do have kind of an affection for Prope for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe they just make a lot of weird games like, you know, Let's Tap, Let's Catch. Uh, they have that fishing resort game. I think every single Prope release that's put been put out on at least console or portable systems, um, I kind of have a desire to check it out. And uh, Yuji Naka uh, was the one who kind of was the founder of that company. But if uh, a, a year or two ago, he left for Square Enix. Um, and so it was kind of, kind of up in the air of what was the situation was with Prope, but, uh, Silicon did some research and it sounds like Prope is basically one person now. And they're just kind of like a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a, a, just like a shell of a company that's running some stuff. So, so they're still running some of their online games, but it sounds like some of that stuff was contracted out to other companies. So the contracted companies are instead, uh, working on them. Um, and it sounds like the, the, company is basically like on its knees in terms of, you know, being basically bankrupt. So there's like some, some, uh, uh, job list or job, uh, resume somebody put up and, and they listed that they worked at Prope or something. And then they're just like, yeah, the company kind of went under, unfortunately, uh, I really liked working there, but I can't work there anymore. So that's sad to hear. Um there's a lot of street pass stuff that probe did too. So um if you're ever interested in, in what Yuji Naka's been up to the last like, you know, ten years or so. Ten plus years or so, um, you know, since he's left Sega, check out Probe stuff. I'm a big fan of Roday of the Sky Soldier. Um I wanna at some point do Let's Catch. I think we might actually stream that because Let's Catch, I think, has like a I've heard I've heard Let's Catch has a very charming story to it. So We'll see if that's actually true or not, <laughs> but, but, uh, well, yeah, we'll look at some of that. I have let's tap here too. I don't have a box to play let's tap on, but you know, it's just a cardboard box. We'll figure it out. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with probe still. And it's a little sad to see them, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, putter out. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Um, if, if you, uh, are, are new here or just haven't, haven't heard, um my shaman king master of spirits video went up earlier this week. So um so go check that out especially if you're a Castlevania fan. So on onecontrollerreport.com uh, or you can go to my YouTube channel which is also says so onecontrollerreport at this point in time. Um in terms of streaming stuff, we streamed some uh, Japanese PS2 and PS1 games last week, so that that stream will be going up on the website this week. Um and then also um Uh, I guess that was, that was it. That's, that's all that's, that's going up on the website this week. So, um, so yeah, uh, we're getting close to episode 100. I have no idea if we're going to do anything special for episode 100 of the podcast. I really can't imagine what we would do, but I'll try to think of something to make it not just a normal episode. It's probably going to be pretty close to a normal episode though. So don't expect much. Um, and then I'm working on uh, if you don't know, the next video is going to be gun gauge. So uh, that video is pretty much done at this point. There's a couple of minor edits I want to make. And uh, now that I have some of my games as well, I can get some of my own footage in there. Sometimes I have to get footage externally, but uh, I, I, I can go ahead and grab some footage of some games I didn't have with me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do that as well. Touch it up a bit in terms of videos after that. It's been slow. I'm going to warn you guys now. Um, I'm a little worried that at the end of May, we won't have a video ready. So, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to try my best to get something done, but I'm not going to kill myself over it either. Um, recently I've been kind of burnt out from a lot of things. So I'm going to try to do that, but I'm not going to hold myself hard to it so you know i know our goal this year was a video a video a uh, month and so far we've stuck to it but we'll see i'm uh, we'll see i'm just i'm just kind of in a lot of kind of like uh wonky states with a lot of these videos i want to do and i i don't really know where to go from here with some of them because um i'm kind of stuck or i need to like play a lot of a video game or record footage and and i i don't know if we'll be ready for may but we'll look into it um and then for stream stuff, I'm a little uh, wishy-washy on that too. I think this week we're just gonna try to finish up the Breath of the Wild Master Trials DLC. So we have the the third floor of the master trial section, which you don't know if it's like just more like a combat labyrinth thing uh in, in Zelda. So we'll do that this week and then uh I'll I'll try to have a, a game plan going forward. I think I want to play another like little game in between here and then. At that point, I need to figure out what our long-term game is going to be, whether it be more spy fiction, or if we move on to Resident Evil Seven, or play something else. Um, I'm, I'm a little, uh, a little uncertain what we're going to do. But, and then, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to take a account of what's around here and um, and that I've I've pulled that I've gotten out here now, and try to figure out if we can do any uh, uh line up some quick play stream stuff to do because I'm very excited to do that. I would like to do some quick play stream stuff. So, so yeah, we'll do that and have a good time. Thanks for coming. I hope you have a great week. OneControllerPort.com is the website. We're on YouTube as well. Thank you. Bye.